Hello and welcome to Someday Will Be Syndicated, a podcast about television on the Movie John Podcast Network. My name is Emily. My name is Megan. And it's time to talk about TV. Hello, my baby. My dad, I can't just staring at the idiot box. Your love life is in a rut. You're sitting there on your nice sofa. Love can be hell, I know all too well. I'm wanted by every last. Trust me when I say you were better than any date. We'll light your night up with something great. Yeah. Welcome to our first episode. It is our, our redo pilot episode mm-hmm. uh, in classic fashion. Yeah. Classic TV fashion. Unfortunately, all I can think about is Sherlock and Game of Thrones, the shows I don't like that have, like, canceled first episodes, but I'm sure there are others. Buffy has a has a canceled oh, really? first episode. Um, it has this terrible pilot that Joss Whedon directed, and the pilot's only, like, 36 minutes or some shit. Like, it's really? insane. And it has, like, somebody else playing Willow, which is, like, the classic reason why you end up remaking <laughs> a pilot, yeah. is you recast. But in our case... Emily could not handle editing the audio of us being together because we recorded it while you were here in LA and mistake. Unusual choice. We don't normally do that. And not only is this a remake of the pilot, so it's mm-hmm. the second pilot, mm-hmm. but it is also a revival, reboot, etc. of an older podcast that I used to host by myself. Because mm-hmm. I said, I'm interesting. Which is true, but, but you are. I'm tired. I was. I got very tired. So then we we saw, I stopped doing that podcast. We did. We did a different podcast together mm-hmm. called Emily and Megan are fandom laureates. Good That's show. Mm-hmm. Good show. Uh, and now we are rebooting. Someday we'll be syndicated as a TV podcast with the two of us. The plan is to have it be a very loose, chatty podcast about television. Basically, I was like, I'm I'm the associate editor of TV John, so I run the TV side of the website, and yep. I went, we have no podcast about TV. No podcast about TV, and how fortunate that we have someone who already had one. I also don't shut the fuck up about TV, so Why it's should you? perfect avenue. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, always sliding into your email being like, hi, I have things I want to say about TV. There's no one I'd rather talk about TV with than Megan, so perfect Thank podcast. You Thank you very much. <laughs> Someday we'll be syndicated. A chatty podcast about television. Mm-hmm. That's us. Nice. It has a very loose, or will have a very loose organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, first things first, I wanted to talk a little bit about some TV news, because I want to kind of talk about, like, TV's goings-on in every Mm -hmm. episode, but, like, a small slice of it. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about this thing that's been happening recently, um, where, because TV production has changed, I should also mention I work in television. Sure do. So, I also have, like, insider knowledge, like, it is part of my, the business Mm -hmm. of my brain to, like, know insider things about television and care about those things which i deeply do uh but because the way that we shoot tv has changed really recently um which i find wild because we are making less episodes of any given television show on a much tighter schedule that is making everybody's lives much more miserable across the board right from the creative people all the way down to like us in post (laughs) like it's just making Mm -hmm. everyone's life much worse but the people who are the public facing figures of television shows which would be the actors um have started talking more about how fucking terrible Mm -hmm. the change in shooting has been and i wanted specifically to bring up 
Timothy Dalton, or Timothy Dalton, different act, different person, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, um, who recently did, he was on, like, Conan O'Brien's podcast, um, and he talked about they just shot the revival of Justified, which is one of my favorite shows of all mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I don't shut up about Justified. I think it's perfect. Girl, I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Justified. Um, perfect show. Uh, excited about this revival, except that, like, I don't know that Walton Goggins is going to be in it, and at which point I have lots of questions about that. But yeah. he went on the podcast to talk about it, and essentially, like, I haven't listened to the podcast, so I don't know the tone in which he is saying all of these things, you know? But he's basically just like, this shit sucked. Like, the way the way that they were shooting... I can send this to you if you want to look at it. Um, but the way that they were, like, shooting the gunshot scenes, because he plays, like, a a U.S. Marshal, so, like, there's lots of gunfire and lots of, like, that kind of stuff, and he was just, like, it's scary, it was fucking terrifying, and I imagine Mm -hmm. it was also terrifying because there has been so much conversation about gun safety on set in light of the death on the rest set, Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah, I just, like, actors feeling unsafe also jenna ortega has talked a lot and the conversation around jenna ortega talking about wednesday and the production of wednesday has also been very fucking weird she has been very honest but also she very clearly is like i don't want to say something that's like i don't want to say it in a tone that's going to make me lose my job which Mm -hmm. i feel whatever way about but like the way that people have like pulled stuff out and talk about it like the fact that she had covid when they shot that dance scene the way that that conversation happened and no one was like wait a minute like hold on a tick and then i think like three days later everyone was like but yeah this isn't a charming story i'm like yeah i felt that way from the start like you're telling me she was waiting for a covid test results shot that scene and then they were like oh you have covid i'm like i'm sorry that girl feeling sick should not have been at work that day like that no like, what, what system are we using where that's just, like, a thing that is going to happen? Like, it's how insane. many of those extras got sick from being around Probably her? so many of them. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. that's not her fault. But, like, it's just no. a flaw in the system of, like, yeah. if you're feeling sick, even if you are the star of the show and you're waiting on COVID test results, you shouldn't be there. <laughs> like, or should be in your trailer by yourself, you know? Like, you shouldn't be in that position. Yeah, well, and, and, like, she's number one on the call sheet, and, like, obviously she's in every single scene, so, like, she kind of has to be there, but despite being number one on the call sheet and, and kind of being an it girl currently in her career, Mm -hmm. like, she's in that space, she doesn't have, especially when you're on a show like Wednesday, which is, you know, being showrun by Tim Burton, ostensibly, I don't know if he actually, you know. Mm-hmm. Who can say what's going on over there? But yeah, uh, question mark, question mark. But like he he is essentially number one actually on the call mm-hmm. sheet. Like what he wants happens more if they need right. to shoot the scene because they need to go. Like then that ends up happening. Like she doesn't have. She's not currently in a position no. where she has enough power to be like I'm not fucking doing that actually. Right. And you can yeah, come yeah, back yeah. to me later. Unfortunately, and so like that's how 
those kinds of things happen. I do think that Timothy Oliphant probably is in that kind Mm -hmm. of position, especially on him coming back on, like, a reboot of something that, like, he was the lead of. Him talking about it was just, like, insane. And they shot it not where they had shot the rest of Justified either Mm -hmm. um, because it's set in a new city. Um, And, like, also, I will say, I think they shot it in Detroit and it's, like, set in Detroit. And the conversation that people are having around Detroit and, like, the shooting conditions people talked about how fucking scary it was as a city Mm -hmm. um which like is very racially charged right i think it's really good that like actors are feeling more empowered but i also think it's wild that like despite the fact that actors are feeling so empowered to talk about like the shitty things that are happening to them on set or like with scheduling or like whatever it still hasn't, like, seemingly changed anything. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. No, like, obviously we're getting older stories back, too, but also, like, moving forward, we're still getting newer stories. Like, mm-hmm. I think that they were scheduling the season two stuff for Wednesday, and Jenna Ortega was interviewed again, and she was like, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, and, like, yeah. when they shot Wednesday season one, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I recognize that it is very cool that she was able to do all the things. Like, she was like, I learned German, and I learned cello, Mm -hmm. and I did all these things. But also, like, that's insane. Right. That she... I assume, like, she probably wanted to do some of those things. But I also assume that, like, there was probably a nudge towards, like, you should do those things Mm -hmm. for the show. Like, don't you want to do those things for the show? Don't you... Mm -hmm. Don't you want us to be impressed by you child (laughs) right (laughs) and like I don't know well and I to draw a comparison to interview with a vampire like by all accounts like shooting that show was very difficult they were doing night shoots like starting at like two in the morning and shooting for like as long as they could um yeah because they're vampires and they had to but like ostensibly like everyone had a great time working on the show like I've watched some of Bailey Bass's like vlogs that she did on youtube of like filming the show which are very cute by the way like she's so cute she's so cute and so like she's like oh yeah it's hard but like it's not like the most grueling soul crushing like terrible experience and then when they all talk about it they're like it was hard but like we like loved each other and like had a fun time um and i feel like obviously like some things are just gonna be hard like some jobs are hard and like some shows are hard to make but some shows don't need to be as hard as they are and i feel like You'll yeah. need to work on that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. I just wanted to talk a little bit about whatever the fuck's going on over there because right. it no. doesn't seem like it's going to be changing. But I do I I do just think so much about how fascinating it is that like it seemingly has gotten harder mm-hmm. um, across the board, even if on a case by case basis, perhaps not, but like across the board to shoot the higher budget more prestige whatever the fuck prestige television means anymore because like that that phrase doesn't mean anything anymore Mm -hmm. yeah if it ever really meant anything to begin with but like to shoot those kinds of shows that are 13 or less episodes but have either a higher budget or have a higher concept Mm -hmm. than to shoot like a broadcast like 22 episode yeah regardless of if it's like oh it's sci-fi or oh it's like whatever Mm -hmm. you know like like, whatever. Like, I'm sure those are still very hard to shoot. Yeah. But it seems like shooting the shorter shows that are more prestige television mm-hmm. 
seems much harder and there seems to be like much more like visible ego going on with those Mm -hmm. shows because of the types of shows that they are so like that is like an added bonus of like yikes (laughs) well and not to get on my little soapbox but I work in publishing which is like television and film like a passion industry where like Mm -hmm. they'll run you into the ground under the concept of like you're happy to be here and this is what you want to do and if you don't do it like we'll hire someone else like one of those so I feel like um they're very willing to just like grind you underneath the wheel of like keeping things moving in a similar way (laughs) that publishing does moving on what are you watching right now (laughs) um so I have like some categories of things I'm watching Ooh, okay I obviously have my big rewatch project for yes. TV John that I'm rewatching Lost. I'm currently in season three. I need to get back into it because I took a little break in January because mm-hmm. um, I was ahead of schedule. And now Iconic. I need to continue that before I get behind. I, because Sorry, wait, you don't want to not be ahead of schedule? You, you, you don't want to be like on the edge watching 20 episodes of a, of a season two days before a piece is due? That's no, no. insane. I saw you doing that last year with Star Trek and I said, I will not be doing that. The only way this is going to happen is if I started early and I could try to stay on track. So November, December me might be in a crunch, but I would like to, you know, do myself a favor and stay as best I can ahead of schedule. So fingers crossed that that goes well. I believe in you. Thank you. And then I have some stuff that I'm watching as as it's airing, which is Abbott Elementary mm-hmm. and The Last of Us. Two shows that could not be more different and yet are delightful <laughs> in their own separate ways. You know, how it just, sometimes it'd be like that. I feel like I should save Abbott Elementary to watch after every week's Last of Us because I feel like it would be a good pick-me-up at the end. Yeah, good God. I feel like that would be a good plan. <laughs> show sad. Uh, show I, sad. We, we knew it was going to be sad, but show mm-hmm. sad. Oh my show God. sad. Show good. Show sad. And then I'm also watching Surface on Apple TV, which is Gugum Bathe Ra's show. Everything you've told me about that show, I'm like, wow, I need to watch that show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I knew it existed. I'd seen the trailers for it. And like, I love Gugum Bathe Ra. Like, I've seen her in Belle. I love Beyond the Lights. Like, I'm, I'm a stan. I'm like, anything she does, yeah. I'm like, I'm interested at the very least. So when I saw the trailers for this, it also has... The twin brother from Huntingham Hill House as her husband, mm-hmm. um, Oliver Jackson, I think is his name. That sounds correct. He has like a very like one of those <laughs> white man normal yeah. first names, yeah, kind of thing. So that's her husband, and so like she has basically lost her long term memory because she fell off or pushed was pushed off or jumped off a ferry. Um, I think in San Francisco is where they live, and so she's trying to remember like was was something nefarious going on and like in the first episode she's like at a therapist and the therapist is like why would a rich lady with a happy marriage and no problems jump off of a boat she's like and i was like i mean like yeah but your therapist shouldn't say it to you like that <laughs> like i'm also wondering that but um you can't like, say mm-hmm. that to a person yes that is the central <laughs> thought of the show that's um, what currently. we're wondering but you cannot you as a therapist be the one to say that <laughs> You're not supposed to say it like that. Um, so I'm halfway through the first season. I've watched four episodes. It's eight episodes. I'm pretty sure it got renewed for a second season, which leads me to believe that it is not answered at the end of season one for whatever reason, <laughs> um, which is kind of annoying. Uh, but maybe she pushes someone off a boat at the end of season one, and that's what season two is about. Continue who, it. 
who can say? Um, we will see where that goes. I will report right. back on <laughs> how Perfect. that's going. Um, I also started Maker Witches, watched the first episode, have not gone back. I intend to, even though I think it's, I don't even know that it's like bad in a fun way, but I am just like wanting to give it I don't think it, it is. If, if Sam Morris is... <laughs> if no, Sam Morris's reviews are anything to go by, it is not bad in a fun way. <laughs> I would rather it be bad in a fun way than just bad and boring, but I'm going to go back to it just because Interview the Vampire was so delightful. And I'm like, if this so is happening, I'll at least like give it a whirl, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you know. I am also watching The Last of Us, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello. We are here. Um, I've been chatting with Jacob about it in twitter dms <laughs> he is writing well i guess by the time this comes out his first piece will have come mm-hmm. out it's very good it's like an extremely good piece but we've been just talking about the last of us which has been really fun it's been very um interesting because obviously i like the last of us both the games and the show i think is mm-hmm. quite good um but also people are stupid <laughs> Well, I just find it really interesting, like, Good what God. people pull out from yeah. that show. Um, it's a litmus In test. comparison to the game and not. Yeah. Um, the, like, headline slash quotes from the article I saw that's like, The Last of Us is a conservative fantasy, actually. And I'm like, I need to leave. I hate that. Um, this is a silly conversation that we're having. And you haven't even watched the full season of the show. So, like, cool. It's wild. I... The entire conversation about, like, if the vaccine, which I have talked to you about mm-hmm. numerous, today, today, right. we talked about this today, or I talked to you about this today, that, like, you know, people are trying to figure out, oh, is the vaccine, can they make the cure, can they not make right. the cure? Because that's, like, the central point of the what of they're the doing, mm-hmm. why they're doing it. Um, and the fact that, like... Obviously, people are pulling out, and I think that this is true, that the show lives in the reality that, like, hello, plane, uh, lives in the reality that there is no way to make a vaccine that, like, Ellie's, Ellie wouldn't, she's just a mutation, like, she mm-hmm. couldn't cure people. And I think, I don't know if the show will shift that, but from, from like, the pre-stuff mm-hmm. before and, like, it seems very clear that that's where, like, Craig Mazin is kind of sitting, where the games kind of sit in a, like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Question mark. I like it better as, like, a we're not answering the question. It Sure. On the surface, doesn't matter if it could or not. It, like, is not important. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what's so fascinating is, like, people are obviously pulling out that, like, the show is saying probably not. And the games say, meh. And then, like, kind of, like, doing weird, spinny shit mm-hmm. with that in their brains. And I'm like, it doesn't matter, though. Right. Because the characters think that there could be a cure. And that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Um, people I are probably dumb. don't it's answer wild. that question. I don't think it, ma- like, it's not important. And I think. It doesn't matter. Because, I mean, in some world, like, some world, they could use her blood for 10 years and finally make some networks, but how many people are left to use it on? Like, is it worth all of that at that, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, the thing that is wild about it is, in the context of the game, um, which I I guess, spoiler for the end of the game, which I know that Mm -hmm. you kind of already know, so it's fine. Um, But if you, you know, skip ahead, I don't know. 
some amount of time until we're mm-hmm. not talking about zombies. Um, <laughs> but it, at the end of the game, like, the thing that's happening isn't even, like, we're taking your blood and using your blood because right. her blood is not special. Mm-hmm. It's the the center of her brain that mm-hmm. is the thing that's special, which is why in order for the fireflies to make the cure, which they may or may not actually be able to do, they would have to kill her because they need her brain tissue, which is the thing that wasn't able to be infected. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, maybe they can, maybe they can't, but they probably have one shot. Right, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, like, save that material forever, not in the world they're living in. It would be different if they had, like, labs to our quality but in their version of the world it's been it's just not you don't have that the resources to like do that kind of work well and even like them setting it back even Mm -hmm. further that it's like taking place in like that the apocalypse started in 2003 means Mm -hmm. that like scientifically they also haven't advanced to where we have advanced Mm -hmm. um even in the context of the the first game which i think is fascinating um because that means they're at even more of a disadvantage to potentially make the cure if they even can Mm -hmm. anyway Last of Us. Interesting. People are stupid though so it's i don't know fascinating to hear people talk about it it's one of those shows where, like, I actually don't mind being in the zeitgeist for. Usually I hate being in the zeitgeist. I find people mm-hmm. very annoying. Um, but I actually do find responses to it very interesting. Sometimes in a derogatory <laughs> reading of the word interesting. Sometimes <laughs> interesting. in a serious way. But I, I do actually, like, enjoy being like, what's everybody talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because, like, obviously the fan base for the game, like, video game fans are nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's fascinating that, like, somehow th- this one had the opportunity to, like, have, like, the worst people to talk about. Yeah. And I really do think that the third episode really just, like, cinched in the good people, <laughs> which yeah. is nice. Everyone else was like, I'm out of here, and you're like, great. Yeah. And was like, I'm Although, homophobic, and you're like, great, get out of here. I have to say, the way that people talk about that episode, I'm like... I don't think it's the best episode of television. Probably not even the best episode of the year. Like people are being very hyperbolic. There will certainly be other things that I find more interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, what's going on here? This response is confusing to me. Are we are we performatively feeling this way? (laughs) Are we genuinely feeling this way as if we've never watched anything queer before? Like, what is it? I'm confused. Here's what I think it is. I think it's a, well, I do think it's a fun mix of things. But I also think that it, the reaction to it comes in the same uh, wave as this thing that you and I have talked about. And I've talked about this with Ryan on the Patreon podcast as well. That like, people are so, we we no longer live in like a middle ground of like Mm -hmm. reaction to media um, space and if you don't have a very intense reaction to right. media positive or negative it does not matter then like you're doing media wrong and so like yeah everyone seemingly has like no memory like there's no like intertextuality happening between what people are watching and what people have seen before to them even if it exists within the actual show itself you know like mm-hmm. even if it's answering a question or in conversation with other media that's like it, the audience at large is currently like, sorry, was there other media? I didn't realize. I didn't right. know other shows happened. Nothing could be 
could be better or worse than whatever yeah. I'm putting in my eyeballs right this second. Precisely. That's I think that's the idea is like it is happening right now. Nothing is better and nothing is worse. Whatever reaction I'm having, it, what the reaction I'm having is the strongest reaction I've ever had to anything ever because I have no memory of having a reaction otherwise. It's so it's wild. Wild. Because in the general like grand scheme of things, like most things are fine to okay. Like Yeah. And when something's really great, you're like, wow. But we don't need to be doing all that, I feel. Well, and it's like why, like, Stranger Things blew up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, listen, I'm a hoe. <laughs> like, right. I'm pointing to my, my little Stranger, Stranger Things, things hoe. Things over here. But I'm also, like, a picky hoe within being a Stranger Things hoe, specifically. I also didn't watch Stranger Things for, like, a month, and I was very annoyed by people talking about it, and then Mm -hmm. I finally watched it and went, yeah, this is good. I like this. Thank you. Yeah. It was as though no one had ever made a cosmic horror thing. No one had ever made a reference to Mm -hmm. D&D. It's wild because, like, Stranger Things is doing, like, especially the first season of Stranger Things, which, like, one day I'm going to write about um until I am sick of it but like the first season of Stranger Things is doing like three different main storylines that are following very specific like movie tropes Mm -hmm. so like the adults are doing like a conspiracy like a 70s 80s conspiracy movie thing with like the government and the lab and all that stuff and you're like great and then the teenagers are just like living through like a horror movie like a slasher flick or like a monster flick and Mm -hmm. you're like great that makes sense and then the kids are living through like et yeah and you're like cool like they're living through like a a kid adventure movie and like all of these things are not new like they're all things that people love which is why the duffer Mm -hmm. brothers were like we like these things let's what if we nostalgia played yeah and it's like It's good, but, like, y'all really let the nostalgia rip into your brain. Like, same, Mm -hmm. but, like, damn, with no thought about it after. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, and I, I I mean, we've talked about Stranger Things a lot over the years, because I'm... More more than you would like, because you don't care about (laughs) it, and you have not seen much of it. Um, I've seen half of it, actually. I watched the first two seasons. I did not Um, realize you watched the second season. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I Probably because you I, bullied me too. If I if oh. I were left to my own devices, I wouldn't have. So it seems to me that I probably did because of you. Oh, I figured that your brother also probably had something also to possible. do with that. Um, but yeah, so I'm. It's just one of those. I'm like immune to '80s nostalgia. It just doesn't work on me. I wasn't born. Like I don't care. It's like a cute aesthetic choice, but it got real boring there for a while and like. The late 2010s when I was like what about the 80s and I was like get out of here I'm sick of this everyone said what if Reagan was still president <laughs> like literal nightmare you know um I don't know just one of those things where I was like whatever um but I just there's just this like everyone just has like blinders of like I've never seen anything before and therefore the last thing I watch is the best thing I've ever seen or the worst thing I've ever seen and I'm just like can we all please just Everybody needs a chill. <laughs> Most things are fine. Everyone be cool. And actually, the best show that ever existed is Black Sails. Thank you for your time. Um, actually, the best show that ever existed is Hannibal, but thank you. Okay, listen, you know I don't agree with that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's hurtful. I'm so sorry. I really did try and watch the first season, and I was like, that's fine. And then I stopped watching it. 
so Maybe horrible. someday. I'm so sorry. Other things that I'm watching that aren't The Last mm-hmm, of Us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, include, I'm sort of watching Poker Face. I need to watch more of it. I've watched the pilot. That's on my list of things to watch soon. It's good. Pierce keeps being like, it's like an NBC show or like a C, and I'm like, is it? What? Well, <laughs> it's because it like, I think it's a weekly mystery that she's essentially uh-huh. solving. And Pierce hates that shit. And I did yeah. not realize how much he hates that shit. That's which really is, funny. Which is why it was rough for us to try to watch Hannibal for the first season because it is so procedural That explains in the first why season. you kept being like, is it this? Is your problem the like mystery of the week? And I'm like, no, I yes. like that. That's actually what I like about it. I wish Pierce I had done it. more of that. <laughs> yeah. Pierce <laughs> so hates that it. Why he will not like, is stop it complaining about it. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Answer to Explain your question. Explain that. <laughs> uh, I'm also watching Patriot, which I don't I know that we never have heard of. You brought it up to me a couple times. I'm like, the fuck is that? Okay, let me explain Patriot because it's fucking wild, and I <laughs> I have a, a a thought in my brain about a piece I want to write about early streaming shows, uh-huh. um, which Patriot would be a part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So Patriot was an Amazon Prime show. That was the fourth original Amazon Prime show. It was in the first top five. Wow. Um, it ran for two seasons as 18 episodes, 10 episodes, 8 episodes. It is ostensibly about a man named John, um, but it's also, like, widely about his family. Um, and his dad, who is John Locke. Um, My man's <laughs> you know? orange peel in the mouth man himself. Um, he's so good in the show. Like, he's mm-hmm. very charming and funny in the show. Wild. Um, it's very weird disconnect. Yeah. But he, his dad is basically the director of the CIA and John is like a spy who kills people. Like he goes and does stuff and he just got back from like being tortured (laughs) and he is horribly depressed because he hates killing people, but he will do whatever he needs to do. The The way in which he is expressing himself, which is the most batshit thing about the show and it's fucking wonderful, is he... He sings folk songs where he writes the lyrics. You would hate this about it, but it is very wild. Where, like, the lyrics that he's singing are, like, he's giving too much information about things he's done kind of thing. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? But it's essentially, like, his dad... The the main plot of at least the first season, I don't know what's going on the second season because we haven't gotten there yet, is they're trying to, like basically do what america does where they're trying to like influence an election and you know just america things (laughs) yeah i think they're trying to i think they're trying to influence an election in uh in iran Mm -hmm. and and so he sends his son his very depressed (laughs) son to go um undercover at a piping company in the middle of the country who does work in luxembourg where they can do money transfer so they can get the money to Iran without, like, anybody knowing that that's what they're doing, essentially. And everything goes bad. <laughs> and also, Red from That 70s Show plays his boss at the piping company that he works yeah. at. It's a very wild thing. And then, um, uh, the, you wouldn't, you haven't watched Severance yet, which you should, but the guy who plays, um, his brother-in-law plays John's brother in this show, too. And he's also, like, weird and, mm-hmm. like, whatever. But he's, like, a congressman. But it's just, like, a really weird, dark, funny, like, show about just, like, everything, like, 
everything going wrong and like it's a show that like will be like we're gonna rewind and show you how this thing got to this point or like whatever Mm -hmm. it's very fun I don't know it's good I have thoughts interesting okay and then I'm also watching The Expanse Mm -hmm. which I'm watching for Monkey Off My Backlog doing I think I think I think we're only watching the first like two episodes of it or two episodes two seasons of it I was like two two episodes episodes. wow wow done (laughs) but it's it's very I I don't know how I feel about it yet I like I think I like it ultimately Mm -hmm. um but like it's very funny so it the expanse like ran for three years on sci-fi got canceled then got picked up by Amazon Prime for three more seasons Mm -hmm. and then I think it got canceled or it just didn't get I I don't know if it got canceled or if it just ended I my guess is it got canceled because I keep getting fucking ads that Boom Comics is doing a, like, Buffy-style more Mm -hmm. comics based on the show. Expansion. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I keep getting those. I I had watched, like, two episodes, and then I got ads for the last book in the series is coming out, and also there's a Kickstarter or something for the comic. And I was like, I don't know that I'm here for all that, but okay. (laughs) They're like, hey, you watched two episodes. Have you considered everything after the show and you're like wait a minute (laughs) have you considered (laughs) devoting your life to um the show and everything that's going on no but you know what steven Strait looks very hot in the show that's like the one draw for me i'm like you know what he's very hot that is a hot man and i would watch an episode or two just for him i i almost (laughs) feel like he he has a similar vibe to me and i think maybe that's why i like him so much as like Chris Pine does in the very first Star Trek reboot mm-hmm. movie where Our you're like Nepo baby what's going on true <laughs> both the character and the actor and the man yeah <laughs> correct and I think that's why I find him so fascinating um it, it also like that storyline is also interesting because it has mm-hmm. like very Battlestar Galactica ish vibes sure, as well sure. which I'm like okay weird sci-fi I don't know Report back. My, like, bar for sci-fi interest, like, it really has to be, like, a, I have to know that it's really gonna be, like, up there before I'm even, like, let me try it. Um, I think that's fair. Though I will say, Lee Payson Foundation, I'm like, I will watch an episode of Lee Payson Foundation, just looking That's also it. supposed to be really fucking good, though. I've heard that, so I'm like, maybe, eventually, someday, but I'm just, like, I'm such a hard sell for fantasy which is wild based on <laughs> my interests as a person before I had set these these bars for myself. I am also a hard sell on fantasy. I am I'm I think a less hard sell on sci-fi other than in book form because yeah. this is the thing cool. because we both have Is it aphasia? Is that what it's called? I don't think it's that, but I know it has a word. <laughs> I'm just saying a random word. Um anyway, we have the we both have, we the, have the thing, thing. where you can't you don't imagine things when mm-hmm. you I don't see words. the apple. Like, when they're like, yeah. what stage of the apple do you see? I'm like, I don't see shit. I don't <laughs> There's see an apple. In here. There isn't an um, apple. So when you're, like, describing to me, like, if you're doing a lot of world building of, like, this is what the place looks like, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, it's not in here. There's nothing happening. I'm like, ooh, happening. gonna skip that. That's neat. Um, means nothing to me. You could, nope. this could be blank, and it would make no difference. I do not um, imagine actors when I read things. I don't. I don't hear other voices. Like, I nope. don't, none of that. Nope, So I'm just like, you guys must have really rich internal imaginations. 
Good that for I those people. Have. It's not me. <laughs> but that's why I find it I find it very hard, despite the fact that I kind of grew up reading sci-fi fantasy right. to yeah, read yeah, yeah, it same. now. Um, but I do love watching sci-fi and fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. Although I don't like magic as much. Mm-hmm. So I'm a harder sell on like fantasy sis- like magic systems yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Sci-fi, I'm like, all right, what weird alien shit do we have going We're on, on here? We're on a let's ship go. doing things. We're on a ship and there's <laughs> aliens. I'm like, hello, let's go. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just boring. I'm like, give me a contemporary or historical. That's really all I'm here for. <laughs> Thank you. Except oh my for God. Lord of the Rings related properties. Of course. Classic. Yes. Uh, what are you excited about? Like, what shows are you looking forward to? I mean, we got so, a little bit of that, but. Mm-hmm. I want to watch Poker Face eventually Good. at some point. I think you'll like it. I would like to go back and watch the first season of Yellow Jackets and watch the second season as an airs, both because I'm interested in the show and also I think it will serve as a good um, example of, like, what hath lost rot, which is my Mm. last piece in December, like, shows that we're not only just, like, inspired by loss, but, like, you can draw the lines back to, like, where the inspiration came from and like even if it's not trying to be in conversation with loss like i feel like yellow jackets is a good one to be like these are doing different things but they're also like coming together at these certain points you know for sure um i'm excited about daisy jones and the six Mm -hmm. that one's Um, on my list too yeah i'm curious though because i've read the book and i think in the book they're supposed to be doing the it's like an, so the book is an oral history of Daisy Jones and the Six. It's like the band broke up and no one ever knew why, but now we're finally telling you like the unfiltered truth of the history of yeah. the band. And in the trailers, the people like in the interviews do not look old, which is confusing to me. Yeah, me <laughs> so as I well. Think, <laughs> I think what it is is like the the like events of the band are in the 70s and the interviews are like in the 90s i want to say so it's only like 20 years out Mm, um fascinating which i don't like i don't think the book is like that but i could be wrong and i'm just like y'all didn't want to use age makeup like what is this i I don't know (laughs) so i'm i'm curious about how that pans out i am very curious about what's going on with that show i we have talked about this a couple of times where it's like this one should have been a movie and Evelyn Hugo should have been the show, but Evelyn off, Hugo should have been the show. I'm so sorry. This is so silly, but like Daisy Jones, because of the format of the book, like absolutely could be a movie and Evelyn Hugo should be a show. This is such a silly way that this all panned out. And I'm like, no, I reject this. Where is the other universe that has these the opposite way? Because I'd like to jump into that. Find me a little portal. And I'll go in. As a person who loves lightly connected universes, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm very tired, so I'm glad that <laughs> it's apparently not going to happen, which is fine, because mm-hmm. I'm so tired of how fucking interconnected everything is. Yeah. I'm, I'm exhausted by my, right. what used to be an interest, a light interest of mine that people <laughs> thought was weird. Right. But, like, it is also weird to be, like... Also, these are technically in a connected universe, and um, no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to wise. see if 
they have Mick Riva in Daisy Jones. I think he's very lightly one of the interviews just being like, yeah, I met them one time or like some shit. Like he's not like important to the story, but he is the interconnected universe of all of those books is that he's mentioned. He's like one of the husbands of Evelyn Hugo. He's in Daisy Jones. And then um, Malibu Rising is his family, like his kids that he abandoned and like how they all had to find their lives outside of him and like reckon with being like the child of a famous person but that famous person wants nothing to do with you so you have to like find some other kind of person to be because everyone wants you to be like a famous person but you're like I don't even like him like why am I right you're like why uh, are you bothering me (laughs) leave me alone yeah yeah and I don't know if he's mentioned in Carrie Soto I haven't read that so I don't know but I know that like he's I'm sure he is the link of those three anyway and I'm curious to see if they even mention him in the show because I think they should even if they don't show him they should just be like this guy but I bet they don't yeah I bet they'll cut it yeah honestly because it's not important like he doesn't I don't think he says anything like important but it's just fun just fun that's uh, yes correct the lightly connected universe it's just fun now it's a nightmare, but it, it right. used to just be fun. So. It doesn't have to be that complicated, you guys. Just do a little something, and that's all oh, you need. God, yeah. You know? I'm also, so I'm excited about Daisy Jones. Mm-hmm. I will also do Yellow Jackets. I've seen the pilot, and I need to do Yellow Jackets as well. I watched the first two episodes, and I think in the second episode there was daddy issues, and I was like, I gotta get out of here. My dad just died. So I need I to, to like, <laughs> revisit that now that I'm like yeah. a little bit less. <laughs> It's fair. At some point, it has been out for a while, but at some point, Pierce and I were, like, waiting for it to finish so we could just, like, marathon it. But um, season three of Mythic Quest, oh, we mm-hmm. need to watch that very badly. I'm also excited about the Party Down revival, which starts, I mean, when this comes out, it will have already started, but mm-hmm. it starts at the end of February. And I'm hoping it's good. I'm holding my breath so, like... The longest of lung fulls, <laughs> like the fullest uh-huh. of lungs. Well, I'm curious because isn't it just mostly the guys from the original show? Like, where are the original women at? Well, here's the fun thing: is uh-huh. there there are only three, I think, women really in the show, like in the original. Neat. You have um, Lizzie Kaplan, uh, Jane Lynch, who is coming back. I have oh, seen okay. her in ads, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, What's her name? Who is married to um, Megan Mul- Mullally? No, mm-hmm. That's not her last name. Mulaney. M- nope. Is How do you say her last I name? I thought it was Mullally. Megan. I mean, it looks like it. Oh, no. Now I feel, <laughs> now I feel some type of way. Uh, oh, I guess Jennifer Coolidge was in some of it. I don't remember okay. her that much in it. Oh, yeah. She's in two episodes. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why. I was like, come the fuck on. Okay. Megan's coming back. Jane Lynch. Only Lizzie isn't coming back, okay. it looks like. Which um, is wild, because she's the main female character. I was going to say. Yeah, but James Marsden is apparently coming in as a recurring role. Jennifer Garner is going to be in it. Zoe Chow is going to be in it. Hmm. What's happening? Okay, anyway, so I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah. um, I'm fascinated by whatever Please report back. is going to happen, because I do love Party Down. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm going to do my best. I'm I'm writing a, a Scream retrospective mm-hmm. in, like, less than a month. But I'm the only Scream stuff I haven't actually watched is the TV show. And I have a dream. I have, I'm dreaming a dream mm-hmm. um, of days gone by of, um, of me 
watching the Scream TV show as well are uh, a guy we went to college with um, who is now basically a big old famous actor. God bless mm-hmm. him. Uh, Drew Starkey is in uh, season four, three, there were four seasons of that. Okay, yeah, this is what's fucking insane about it. So it ran for, like, two or three seasons regular, and then they basically rebooted it, and he's in, like, the reboot of it. And I think that's either season three or season four. Could not actually tell you. I mean, Mm -hmm. once I watch it, maybe I'll be able to, like, I'll theoretically have more information about that. please report back. I'm so interested. we'll report back. Yeah, there's three seasons. It is apparently on Netflix, I believe, um, which okay. is wild to me because I believe the at least the first two seasons, if not all three seasons, aired on MTV, so you would think it would be on Paramount Plus, but it is not. Well, I was going to say, because Sweet Vicious, I don't know if it's been put on streaming ever since, but it was on MTV and it was never something you could stream. Like, it was never put so anywhere weird. else, so I bought it on Amazon Prime, like, years ago, and I just watch it whenever I want. Um, so I feel like a lot of the MTV shows just got, like, eaten by the streaming garbage world and you can only like buy them now well and i think that that's probably possible just because of the time period in which it came out in that like it 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 was like a weird space where it's like streaming was happening and like thing like original streaming content was happening and like whatever but we weren't in a place where it's like, if you make it, it will be on your streaming platform because right. most places didn't have a streaming platform yet. So like if it went on to streaming somewhere, it like was a different deal and they did mm-hmm. all this other stuff and like whatever. Oh, TV's a nightmare. Anyway. Oh, television. But yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Uh, we have two additional things to do left. Mm-hmm. One is a game, which Megan is going to run mm-hmm. because I, in in the great tradition of Blank Check, um, I love a little game. Uh, however, I do want to take us on a small adventure mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a Wikipedia. So, based off of something that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, something that I've wanted to read the the small-ish Wikipedia page of for a hot second and follow down, uh, is the TV show Wayward Pines. Do you know that show? Okay. I've heard of it. I know it's based Great. on a book series. It's about I didn't know I that. Know. I just learned that. I did know that. <laughs> Uh, apparently it's good, so mayhaps I'll pick up the first one soon. Interesting. Because it seems like the kind of weirdness I would like. So it's based on a book series, uh, also called Wayward Pines, by Blake Crouch, who wrote... What is the that big thing? Oh, he's from North Carolina. Oh, he's from North Carolina. Fun. Oh, oh Dark Matter. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is the famous book he wrote? He's one of the authors where I think he's had a couple in a row now that's like Dark Matter, Recursion, and something else. When they're like, whichever one you read first, you're going to like. And the rest of them, you're going to be like, this isn't as good as the first one of them I read. Oh, it doesn't he's, matter John, which he's one, John Green. It doesn't matter which one you read, but whichever one mm-hmm. you read first, you're like, good. And then you're like, we're doing Never the mind. same thing. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. One of those. Fascinating. This show was developed by Chad Hodge. Um, I don't know who that man is. Whoops is um, this man? Oh, he. Oh, okay. Well, we can't get into that right now. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, I, not in a bad way, just in a like, what is going on over there? Oh, okay. Too much. So, Wayward Pines ran for two seasons, had 20 episodes. It ran on Fox, which I am confused by. I remember seeing trailers for the first season, but they were like, indecipherable like there it did not tell you what the show was about well and i think this is sort of a um my my thought about wayward pines is that i think it's like 
a hybrid. So it it started airing in 2015. Mm-hmm. I think it is a hybrid of Lost meets Twin Peaks of like trying mm-hmm. to be weird, yeah, doing whatever. That da, da, da. The pilot was directed, and then the series was EP'd, but I imagine not too closely by M Night Shyamalan. Oh sure. Yeah. However, the reason. Oh my god. Uh-oh. What did we Sorry. find? Do you know who the lead of the show is? Some white man. The lead of the show is Matt Dillon. Uh, Toby Jones is in the show. Um, Juliette oh. Lewis is in the show. Melissa Leo is in the show. Terrence Howard is in the show. This is what sure. that was my that was my weird gaspy. Like what? Wild. Um, Casey Rawl is in the show. Um, who you would know as Abigail Hobbs. Oh, your girly. My girly. Um, the reason I bring this show up is because um, I have, well, I do have an interest in watching this show. However, mm-hmm. wow, Blake Crouch wrote an episode or so on this show. That's fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. He wrote, he co-wrote an episode. One of the episodes he co-wrote in season one. Oh, he co-wrote a couple episodes. Okay. One of the episodes he co-wrote in season one, he did indeed co-write with the Duffer Brothers. Oh. This was oh. the thing they did before Stranger Things. I see, I see. This is, this is my thing. Why? And I am deeply fascinated to watch this show and at some point, because I have had an interest in it for a while, and see what the fuck is going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's basically, it's like about a guy who is investigating the disappearances of He's like a secret, he's a secret service agent. That's so weird and random. Okay. Anyway, like, why is he secret service? Basically, two other agents went missing in Wayward Pounds in Idaho. By the way, Mm -hmm. it's set in Idaho for no fucking reason. And he goes to find them. He, I guess, is driving, passes out, is my, is my guess. It doesn't say that, but I'm going to assume so. Because he wakes up in his car, can't use his cell phone, and can't leave the town. Uh, Which does remind me of Eureka. I don't know if you've ever seen Eureka. Nope. They live in, like, a bubble town that, like, they can leave it, but, like, it's protected from the world seeing it. And now I hand it over to you. Thank you. Let's play a little game. It's going to be a little trivia game, but they're mostly things you know about. So you might be guessing, but they are not topics unfamiliar to you. Perfect. And they're all about TV. Wonderful. We love what that. Was the, what was the first show to use the word Google as a verb? Oh, God. Was it Buffy? Yes. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I feel like I have this memory. I feel like I have a memory of Willow saying it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That That's exactly who said it for the first time. Yeah. Which actors have appeared in the most seasons of American Horror Story? Bonus, <laughs> who has been in the most episodes? And I actors plural on purpose. There, there's more than one who has. This is so same, rude. <laughs> who have been on the same number? <sighs> Ten seasons total. I'm not counting stories. I don't. That's a separate thing. Okay. I think. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. Actor. Okay. How many do you want? How How many? There are three I? total who have been on the same number of seasons. One oh, actor. are we just saying season, not episode specific? You so, just which have been on the most seasons bonus which one of the three has been in the most episodes okay my guess is i'm gonna say evan peters jessica lang 
and Sarah Paulson. You got two out of three, right? Okay, so not Jessica Lange. Not Jessica Lange. <laughs> Lily, Lily Rabe has been on. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. All three of them have been in nine of the ten seasons. Um, I wonder if any of them are in season 11. Okay, anyway, I don't know off the top of my head. Who can say? Who um, can say? And who has been in the most episodes? I mean, my heart wants to say Evan Peters because I do think he was the lead in a lot of those shows. So that's mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. that's my guess. Yes, he's been in a hundred episodes. <laughs> he only my skipped. Man. <laughs> he only skipped nineteen eighty four. That was the only season he wasn't in. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. But he went to go be in Pose, which though those are not the same, they are similar eras. So I feel mm. like he almost counts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of counts. Kinda Fascinating. Um. Okay. Good job. Thank <laughs> Doing you. Doing well so far. Um. <laughs> Taking it back to our favorite Nepo baby, Chris Pine. Iconic, been, we already mentioned him. <laughs> exactly. He's been in one episode of one of the CSI shows. Cool. Which of the three? Vegas, the like original run, Miami, or New York? Which one do you think it was? I want to say Miami. Ding, ding, you are correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, my... My only my only reason for guessing that is first of all it's very random. Mm-hmm. Um but Correct. also like even though they probably didn't do any kind of reference to chips in any way mm-hmm. like I think when I think of chips which is the show that his dad was very famously mm-hmm. on um it, I think of like I don't know. Like it's not set in Miami, but I think of like the Miami cop shows. Like yeah, I kind of like complete a beach them. Town. Yeah. So wonderful. Okay. Good job. Thank Last you. one <clears throat> relevant to your interests. Can you could tell be me, any of them? <laughs> first question. Can you tell me how many Stranger Things spin-off books there are? Bonus if you can say what they're about. Um, not including comics. Not including comics, just books, not but not just novels. There's one that is something else. There's one that is something else. Okay. Yeah. Um I think that there are if if we're okay, so there are five novels. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um and I think you're counting no the notes. Well, I think you're counting the notes from the, She says no peeking because I'm pointing. I'm not literally looking, I didn't you. turn around to look at it. Um but I think the other one would be the notes from the other side, like oh, tie-in. That's not what I was including. No, it's not what you're including. Is the other thing that you're including the D? Now I'm pointing to the other side, the D and D campaign. So according to Wikipedia, okay, there is a Hawkins horror short stories about the D okay. party. Is that I don't. I don't know if that is out. I've been trying to fucking find it. It's in the list. And I was like, supposedly this is a thing that I'm going to include. Okay, fair. That is your sixth one. Yes, fair. Okay, yes. I've been trying to find it, and I don't know if it just, like, hasn't come out in paperback Mm -hmm. or, like, what the fuck is going on with it. Where did it go? Um, Anyway, short story collection, yes. Uh Um, The the two adult novels, so there are three Mm -hmm. young adult novels and two adult novels. The two adult novels, one of them is about... Um, Matthew Modine's character and Elle's mom. So it's like a prequely Titled whatever. Suspicious Minds. Dumb. It's so bad. Um, also, like, who cares? I own it. But, like, who cares? 
Um, I was like, I bet you own these, but we're going to talk yes. about them anyway. <laughs> I own all of them except for Lucas's um, mm-hmm. because it's in hardback and all the other ones are paperback. So I'm just like, I'm just going to wait for it to come out in paperback. Um, the second adult one, I actually don't know what the plotty plot of it is, but I know it's about Hopper and I think Elle. Like, it's like, a, it's like mm-hmm. about Hopper doing something. Titled Darkness on the Edge of Town. Bad Let title. me write a Stranger Things book. Um, and then we have Rebel Robin, which is about Robin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think Runaway Max is the yes. title of Max's, which is mm-hmm. so small. It is the smallest book in the world. Um, Robin's is like a normal size. And, mm-hmm. and, and Lucas's is also a normal size. I can't remember what it's called, though, because I don't have it. Lucas on the Line is what it's Perfect. called. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is explicitly, I like opened it at the store the other day and was like reading the thing it's in first person which like, mm-hmm. I have thoughts about but like it even in the description is like I'm the black kid and like I think it's going to deal with like race which is something mm-hmm. the show does not do is not interested uh, in whatsoever yeah the show is seemingly uninterested in dealing mm-hmm. with like Lucas and Erica's like race and the fact right. that like they live in a very white town yeah um which is fascinating. <laughs> I'm like, okay, guys. A choice. Um, yeah. There you go. Good Books. job. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent um, job. Thank you. I can't wait to stump you with things. Although when oh, we no? did the the testy pilot, um, mm-hmm. you did very well on, on my on my little game. It's true. Let's play a game. Except for the lost one, which is very hard. I was like, I cannot tell you anything about this or it will give this away. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, that has been the first episode of Someday We'll Be Syndicated. It's a podcast about television. You can find us on social media. I'm at Emily Mazur on basically everything. And I'm at Mountains Merch. And the podcast is at Syndicated Cast on Twitter? Question mark. That's a good question. Um, Need to see if I can still get into that or what's going on. Ooh, fascinating. Okay, great. So. <laughs> we will, that is, yes, that is then correct. We yes. will, in theory, be coming back to that. <laughs> yes. At which point, you can tell us what you guys are watching, what you guys are excited about, and throw us any wild things that you oh, absolutely that you come across, because TV is weird, and <laughs> we have to go back. Bye. Bye. Any we'll light tonight up with something great. Yeah.